Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview WA champion Philly Stakes Day. We're recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast at 11.30am on Thursday the 12th of November. Racing at Bunbury this afternoon. We're about to work through Ascot's nine race program on Saturday. Geraldton are also racing on Saturday and the weekend finishes in the Great Southern Guru with the first Albany meeting of the season. So... Do you love the Great Southern? You do. You're not getting down there to Albany? Well, how does uh, it work for you in regards to those tracks? You, oh, we rarely see you make an appearance. Is it just if there's a big book or? Um, yeah, I might go sort of if there's horses worth going mm-hmm. for. Um, somewhere like Albany, I might wait till after the carnival and then I might head there a bit, but I probably private, don't want to really. jet or how do they? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I usually just Parnam- drive. Parnamera at school. Parnamera. Oh, dear. Um, so yeah, but you did do Albany a couple of seasons ago, didn't you? Um, yeah, before my injury, I did. Yeah. I, um, when I came back from Singapore, I was sort of going everywhere. I was going Geraldton, uh, Albany. I just really wanted to ride as many winners as I can and, and get into it. And yeah, it was good while I was there. Very good. Harry. Okay, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes, BJ. Yes, and we are teaming up with Market City Meets for a Group 1 meat package promotion. Spend $50 or more at Market City Meets. Send us a copy of your receipt via direct message at the 1-1-pod on Twitter and you will be in contention for a magnificent meat package valued over $200. The draw will be conducted on next week's Railway Stakes edition of the podcast. Multiple entries are allowed, so the more times you catch up with Timmy Hewitt at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, the more chances you have to win. Good stuff, BJ. Make sure uh, you're also getting down to the Mundaring Hotel and the and Market City Meet. Support our sponsors. Been with us since the start. So one year anniversary. It's not just for us. It's for them as well. And uh, tremendous uh, supporters and sponsors of the show, BJ. So uh, get down there at any any chance you get and grab some meat or a frothy and have a flutter at the Mundaring. Absolutely. So if you would like to read my pre-markets preview, the leg up, Jump on to bestbets.com.au and or the Ozrace website. The leg up's been out since 7am this morning, while two of the very best operators in the business, Terry, the guru, Leighton and Daniel Cripps, combined forces for the Wild West video preview, which will be available on the Betfair Hub tomorrow morning. That's betfair.com.au. Uh, also, don't forget to download Betfair's new mobile app uh, available for iOS and Android users. Be sure to sharpen your edge with the latest from Betfair. Um, and we've also got a new Betfair competition, which will be in play throughout the Masters, I think is going to be the plan. So Betfair are going to give out a – how much do they denote? It's a big, uh, it's a big pack. Yeah, summer, it's, their, it's their bumper summer merchandise I pack. I got one not long ago. And there's, there's, three, um, there's three to give away. There's a bit happening in there. Sunny, mm-hmm. short socks. It's actually it's, – it'd be several hundred bucks where the stuff going on there. So I think the competition will be in on the feature race for the next three weeks. So Railway, Winterbottom, Kingston, where we'll do winner. And instead of margin, it'll be winner and uh, Betfair SP um, and then – First uh, closest nearest to the pin, pin nearest yeah. to the pin, will uh, win the pack. We'll still be doing the um, the, the get out stakes as well. So it's just competitions galore. 
at the moment, isn't it, BJ? Just giving away, giving away everything. So, yeah, more information will be on our on our Twitter feed as well. Just giving everyone the uh, some information on how you can enter that beginning next week. So it'll be the three Group One races coming up. Summer merchandise pack from Betfair to give away, and uh, and also the One One Pod. Terry, where can we find it? Uh, it's available, BJ, on all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Platforms. <laughs> Still got some of that Danish stuck in me. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Let's get into it. Let's get cracking. So it's uh, Saturday, the 14th of November, mm. WA champion Philly Stakes Day at Ascot. The rail is out in the nine metre position. Uh, it's, well, it's still on the deck at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Just looking out over the surface, it's uh, it's still on the deck. He's just yeah, that poor lad. I've just been watching him. He actually has to go up and every single uh, well pole, he has to jump on each each pole to um to get it firm in the ground. There's no uh, there's no tool for him to utilise. So he's gone the whole way down there and watching the whole time. Then again, See, there's a few pegs to knock at him. At least he's not doing it tomorrow though. Yeah. So when uh, when we sat down to do the form, well, when I sat down to do the form, I was looking at a little bit of rain Friday, somewhere from sort of three to five and then a tiny bit Saturday, one to two or three and it's now eight to 15 Friday and uh, and three to, to six on um, on Saturday. This is and, Mill, yeah. And there will be a strong headwind uh, on Saturday as well coming down the back straight. So, uh, excuse me, you'd be expecting it to favour um, those with some cover. Um, but, geez, yeah, a bit of rain at this time of the year. It's a bit unusual. We had a soft track uh, at Ascot yesterday, Brad. What did, what did you make of how soft was it? Um, how rain affected was it, I suppose? And what are you, what are you anticipating for Saturday? Um, yeah, it was obviously was upgraded from a soft six to a soft five yesterday. And um, I thought that was probably a fair fair rating of the track. Um, felt like it wasn't quite as soft as what it was on Melbourne Cup Day. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how Saturday's going to be. I, I think rain probably doesn't really help me, but I can't really control that. So we'll see how we go. You walk the track, yeah? Yeah, I'll I'll walk the track most times before I ride, especially on a on a Saturday or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so how how many what's what percentage of jockeys walk the track these days? Do you think is it like a does everyone get out there and have a look around? It's um, not everyone. Yeah. I would say mostly the younger jockeys. Really, it's yeah. sort of something that didn't wasn't really caught on to the older jockeys. Um, but yeah, Chris sort of he always walks the track. Chris Parnham, um, he. Since he come back from Melbourne, that's something they do over there every meeting. And um, yeah, I'd say like your jockeys like Joey and Mitchell and Jade and all them, they they all walk the track as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, well, it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, what the weather throws up, Terry. Mm. And um, unusual yeah, for this time of the year. Yeah, as always. Well, I think there's even I think there's even some rain. Long term forecast. There's even some rain scheduled for railway stakes week oh, in the lead up too. Don't tell me that. So um, yeah, hopefully um, that blows past and um, yeah, we can have a nice fine start to the Masters. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into it. The rail is at the nine meter pad, uh, keeping the three meter pad, I presume, for railway stakes day nice and fresh. We kick off with a fourteen hundred meter, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series. Bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Heat three uh, over the 1,400 metres. Brad, you're riding Morgs Freeman here. We'll ask you about your ride first of all, huh? Yeah, I I think he will go well. I, I was hoping to draw better. I was hoping that if we drew inside four, I could just sort of posse up just behind the speed and, and not really do any work, but I might have to get a little bit further back than I want to. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, if he does get a good drag into the race, I think he'll be finishing off well. Yeah, he looks a horse at the 1,400 metres might be right. I didn't think you could have ridden him um, any better last start. over the. I think it was over the 12. So, yeah, yeah the query for me is over the 1,400, um, how he goes, because you're probably going to have to get a little bit further back as well and then how that plays. But, um, look, this is a, not, a, not a race I'm overly enthused about, BJ, to, to kick off the card. Two runners have come up above my quote, though. Um, Porfirio. This was one they asked for extended noms, BJ, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. So I'm only worried with Porfirio is this wasn't really a plan and it maybe isn't uh, completely. Don't quote me on that, by the way, because I'm not certain on that. But um, the other one was Glamour Packed. It was 17 bucks across the agencies this morning. It's into nine now, so less than two is probably at that price. But I've marked those two on top. Uh, I ran out of patience with Lace Vinsky, to be honest with you, and just, just naturally probably marked um, Lace Vinsky a little bit longer than I should. But uh, Porfirio 11s and Glamour Packed around the $10 mark. Back both of those for a win only, five to one, either of them winning. That's me, Badge. Yeah, I like Porfirio as well. Thought she emerged into quite a handy mare last preparation and she was probably a bit stiff not to actually have a better record mm. than what she – she won two, I think. Eight starts, seven top three finishes. Uh, two of those um, placings were in graduation company in um, – at, one at Ascot, one at Belmont. and Went all, well on rain affected too. Yeah, all the form. I, I like Mitchell Pateman riding for the Pope stable, uh, hoping she can land midfield and not probably three, four, five behind her in transit. Um, this is going to be an interesting watch to see how the, the track plays as well because Lace Vinsky is uh, well fancy. He'll be up on top of the speed with our man Raul Romoli on board. And uh, claiming- I don't think they if they let if you think they were going to lead, you'd be somewhat keen. But I, I think that Scooter's machine and, and Malarab, Malarab might yeah. have the the speed to cross. Lace doesn't seem to be jumping all that no, well. Lace Vinsky. Interesting to see how he goes with the blinkers added to Lace Vinsky. Whether that sharpens him up a touch. Um, and Lactar is doing a good job at the moment, isn't he? So is he apprentice to your yeah. dad? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, both the Mauritian boys are. And yeah, they're they're actually riding a lot of winners lately. Yeah. So it's good to say. Kesh is riding a stack of them, especially. When he gets him over the speed, he's a really aggressive jockey. I found just on the turn, he likes to, and I like that with um, the obviously the ones that have the claim because you can use that weight and sort of try and steal a race to some degree. So um, yeah. yeah, they're both riding super. When um, when I saw uh, Lacta drive Midnight Blue up mm. along the fence, all I could think of was Terry's passionate rail rider. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a genuine thing. If yeah. you ever get a hot rail, like a few weeks ago, we saw it Northern. I think when Brad, um, I don't think when you won the Northern Cup by. About, I don't think you could see the second horse. You were by the yeah. end of it, but that rail was just absolutely red hot. And it's no, it's no um, fluke that Lactar rode near uh, two near ten dollar winners mm. up along that rail that day because that's how he rides. He. He's going he's gonna to upset you as a rider a bit, as a punter, I think, because he's going to ride for luck and he's going to find trouble, but he's also going to win a lot more races than he would have otherwise lost by coming around the field. So I like the fact um, that he sticks at it too. He's not, 100%. not un, unfazed mm-hmm. by just, uh, yep. you know, even if he's riding the... He's I, the most it, a, a patient apprentice I've ever seen. Even if he's wearing the Cerise and White, he's just very, very patient. Brody so. Kirby was very patient actually yep. as well, but yep. Lactar is easily the most patient apprentice I've, uh, I've ever seen and it's, uh, it's really good to, to watch. So just wrapping this race up in a bow, I, yes. I, I like Perfirio each way. Obviously, everyone would have black booked Western Rhythm. I think black he was uh, she was one of our horses to follow on last week's podcast. Uh, the gate means that she's uh, going to get back ish worse than midfield for. 
Benny Banjo Patterson. So, but uh, it's just it, a pricing for me. Pricing, I, yeah. I really like Western Rhythm as a horse. Um, yeah, probably waiting for Pikey to come back and hop back on or, or whatnot. But um, yeah, it's, it's a pricing for me with Western Rhythm. Sure. So yeah, for me, I'm Perfurio each way. Western Rhythm, obviously hard to beat. Lace Vinsky. I think there's a lot of people who will be giving him one more chance with the blinkers on, trusting Simon A to to uh, sharpen sharpen him up. But um, other than that, I thought Malarab was a really good maiden winner the other day. But there's there's a heap of other horses we could run through, including mm. Brad's Ride and um, and and others. But yeah, Perfurio, a little bit of each way spec for me in the first. Yeah, I'm with you, and uh, something glamour packed as well. Race two is the Amelia Park Handicap 1200 meters special conditions race. I'll tell you what, there's there's some tough going on this program, isn't there? There's some real open, wide open races. There's a lot of differing form lines. There's there's a bit happening uh, on this Champion Philly Stakes Day card, and I have I, you know like the market makers were doing a top job to to get this all all their ducks in a row here, Terry. But um, well, the markets are coming up for the features at about one o'clock yesterday. The race book only came out at well, about the same time, so yeah, it's, it's rare that uh, I haven't done a market before the markets come up. But they beat me on a couple of them yesterday, so. Gee whiz. Um, yeah, this is a, a very uh, interesting race. I'm going to keep it nice and simple here, BJ. I think there's one horse that's um, yet to really uh, peak and show um, show uh, his best, and that's home in five. Um, was super winning a maiden um, for Kira Yule. Was then held up the entirety behind Salaya on the wrong part of the track, but didn't matter what part of the track uh, he was on that day because, as I said, he was in a wall of traffic. That was post a little setback as well, so I don't know if he would have won that day either. Um, but then he came out at uh, Bunbury, and winning a class one at Bunbury, you wouldn't get overly excited about that but he carried 60 kilos against a horse like early queen with 53 and jake star with 54 55 two really well utilized claims um for those two horses and geez and and he was still backed off the map um that was a strong win that it was, was a really super strong, strong win. win i think that was way better than a class one that that race those top all well, the top three horses in that race would have been wouldn't have been out of place um on a saturday so look I, we're gonna need some luck uh with from barrier one i think there's a chance we end up three back the fence possibly leaders back leaders back um it depends if tramontane gets crossed because tramontane will lead and if tramontane because there's a fair bit of speed in this race if tramontane ends up getting crossed which by, i hope by who by taj marley potentially taj marley mm-hmm. recharger comes across by zoom with a bit of aggression peppy jack yep. um but tramontane should lead and if kira finds room and gets out at the right time i just think with 56 and a half in a 60 plus i think this is really 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 nice placement Four dollars forty. I've actually marked home in five, starting with a two. Oof. So um, that's yeah, a Gary, isn't at it? At the price, it's a Gary. Yeah, it's a, it's a Gary get on. It's uh, <laughs> it's one of my. Uh, it's one of the better bets on the card for me, BJ. Yeah. Well, the the time that they because Jake Star was absolutely flying out in front there at Bunbury on Melbourne Cup Day, and Jason Brown home in five was one of his four. Uh, four winners mm. on the day and stalked that searing tempo. Um, early Queen challenged but home and five fended even with the seven kilo difference is what terry's and it was a bit of class on display there i like the fact that he was able to sit on top of that hot speed and still be strong late time was there did it with 60 kgs as well uh coming back three and a half kilos from gate one kira you're right gate one can sometimes be a bit of a bit of a poison chalice but um hopefully not on this occasion so i'm in alignment with you again guru um Mm. home in five i thought schoolhouse rock was impressive the other day penny's sort of dropped for brave dream two in a row but the horse i wanted to ask brad about was a horse called bo zoom now 
he was a part of your dad's um, sort of Victorian satellite stable yeah. in, in a way. So he came and then he's come back to Perth uh, after um, being gelded and he, he won first up a maiden, then he's run, just got beaten second up on Melbourne Cup day at Ascot. What is the, what is the situation with, with your dad's sort of Victorian or Melbourne, Melbourne setup? Is that going to continue this season or is he, um, I see Malibu Styles back here, Bo Zooms back here. Are there any horses over there at the moment? No, not at the moment. And that was purely just because of COVID. COVID, yeah. Um, I suppose, you know, if, if things start to go back, to, when they start to go back to normal, he'll probably look to send horses over there again. But... Uh, he didn't want to have anyone over there and um, sort of be stuck or anything like that. So he just bought – I think he had three over there at the time. He bought them all back and just decided to run them here. Mm-hmm. Very good. So he um, – so this horse is, is uh, got some ability. He's uh, jumping from 12, though, on sad day. So Chrissy Parnham is going to have to um, weave some magic to um, to slot in or – can he, can he get outside leader? Or is he going, I don't think to, he gets. I think, I think he burn. can slot in, find cover on speed. It's a bit similar to the ride. We were talking before about um, Snickerdoodle Dandy and kissing all four cheeks, and we'll get to that later. But while Bozoom might look disappointing on the surface getting grabbed by a horse um, right down the outside on Melbourne Cup Day, it was almost better being close to that outside fence on Melbourne Cup Day, and, and it was worth a length or two. So um, I think you can give Bozoom some forgiveness in that, but it's going to need a serious steer, and that's the reason I've pushed him uh, out in my market um, longer than I otherwise would have had. So, yeah, I'm sticking with the scope horse. Home in five? Yeah. Me too. All righty, race three, the Tony Favazzo, 30 years at Perth Racing. Congratulations, Tony. That's uh, a significant service to the WATC. This is a thousand meters, ratings sixty six plus. Now this horse, uh, Brad's ride in this particular race, Express Time. Geez, it bolted in on Melbourne Cup Day. Jeez, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't too happy at the time. That was. Uh, that was a genuine steer. So that was that rail we were talking about, where it was absolute quicksand on the fence. It, it's drawn one. It was the horse I liked initially. It's the one I wanted to be on. Yeah. And I thought he's drawn one. He's. He's absolutely no hope here. And the field's opened up. And as we were speaking about before, you've, you've got to ride to conditions. And I don't want to pump your tyres up too much here, but you rode that to conditions like oh, you couldn't have ridden that any better. And uh, I think you probably knew at the top of the straight, oh, this, is, uh, this might be over by a way here. So um, a horse with a bit of scope, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to ride this horse, I mm. think. Um, like you say, I was probably a bit negative about my chances on cup day because I'd drawn one but like you say when the field opened up I was able to sort of get out to the middle of the track in the straight and um, yeah she she won very well so I I think she probably enjoyed the soft track as well she hasn't probably got the best of knees so um, if it's a soft track here it should played her a favour again. Yeah, well, the thing is, this race will be heavily dominated by two horses, and that's Resort Man and E-Always. Uh, understandably, I, I'd say they're the best two horses in this race. But, I mean, over the 1,000 metres, they're both likely to be E-Always definitely will. Resort Man, I suspect they'll ride cold and look to um, follow the blueprint from um, from the maiden victory at Bunbury. Um, so the one thing you'll have on those two horses is field position because Express Time does have good gate speed. Yeah, for sure. That's sort of how I looked at it. Um, obviously, he always goes back anyway, but mm-hmm. Resort Man would either be, I would think it would either be three deep without cover or it has to sort of go back a little bit further. So yep. I should have that little advantage on him and, um, yeah, if I can sort of let rip at the top of the straight and it, they'll have to 
obviously run good races to catch me. Exactly right. No, well, that, that Zebel, a- Zebel's drawn sort of two inside you. Yep. He's, he's the likely leader, you'd suspect, yep. Terry. Yep. So you can come across with um, come across with Zebel, and I guess you can make the choice whether there's a bit of speed drawn outside. You can either sort of hand up to one of them and land in the one-one, or you can just breeze from there over the thousand meters. It's yeah, probably exactly. a nice spot to be in. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, like you say, I'll, I'll um, just ride to keep my horse comfortable, and if mm-hmm. they go real quick, I'll have cover. If not, I won't. Yeah. So. Uh, there's, yeah, plenty of speed engaged. Again, the um, the track's going to be a factor with Resort Man. Does he go forward or back? Uh, the blinkers go on. E always coming back from. You can't uh, go forward on Resort Man. They're, no, I think no. it's a pretty astute stable and astute yeah. setup there. I think they'll look at that, and even if it means potentially not winning the race, I think the plan with Resort Man at worst would be a spot midfield, look for cover in a in a line. Um, but yeah, I don't think they'd be trying to attack for the front because they wouldn't be able to get there. Because, yeah, so Mum's My Hero, interesting runner, South Australian import, trialled really well. He's got quite a fast horse, actually. Got a really good record over there. Um, it, uh, he'll, he'll be going forward for Lactar Romoli, I imagine. Uh, others with a bit of speed. Uh, why not? Probably just camps just off him. Boss Taurus has got speed. Comes a time has been has been going forward in 1,200-metre races. So there's a bit, bit going on up top there, Terry. Yeah. So the tempo should be um, genuine, at least. Um, but, yeah, it's... Most people will be tossing up between Eeyore Ways, who the Blinkers and Chris Parnham go on after his Prince of Wales Stakes Wait for Age performance. Do they miss a trick not running Eeyore Ways in the Colonel Reeves? <laughs> 54 and a half after running such a big race at Wait for Age. I, I reckon they could have won the race just about. I know I was the biggest knock for it last start running at Wait for Age conditions, but um, gee whiz, it was, it was super, wasn't it? It's, it hit the line. Its final 100 was better than Stage Man carrying the same weight. I mean, that's... It's interesting that they had a, it's telling. Had a double in that... Feature race, and then they come back a peg. It's like, oh, well, yeah. sort of, you might as well, after he ran so well, you might as well keep pushing forward. So, um, but regardless, he's um, he's a horse with serious closing Blink speed. Is on first Bl- time yeah, too. so that it's might just sharpen him up. Mm. And he's the obvious, isn't he, with yep. that with that peak performance coming out of um, the Valor Road race. And a lot of those horses will be featured in the in our Colonel Reeve Stakes preview horses that he finished uh, basically alongside of mm-hmm. and um and yeah i mean for me i i, I think um chris parnham rides this horse well he's ridden this horse well in the past uh, a bit of cover saved up for one run at him i think he can steamroll him yeah look I, i'm not going to dive in at the two dollars 90 um about a horse that's going to be back last over a thousand but i'm with bj i think it's the one you've got to have on top Resort Man's got the tactical speed to probably sit closer in the run. Um, I think if, if either of those two aren't winning, and, and when you you can't rely on it, at $2.90 and $3.50 um, for two backmarkers over a thousand, the, the obvious, obviously, you, you're probably not, um, it's probably not the worst thing in the world to look at a horse on speed, and that, and that would be Brad's ride. But at six, $6.50, I don't think the value is necessarily there. I think this market's basically bang on where it should be. There's so. been a bit of money for Express Time this morning. Understandably, yeah, too. Okay. Understandably. There'll always be people happy to take on back markers over a thousand meters so um yeah unless this market does something different this is a race i actually really am interested to see always take on resort man um and, and see how express time goes out in front and how they how they chase him down so i think this is um yeah just a, a cracking race to to watch as a neutral so you couldn't find state attorney i know you've been sort of no i couldn't find not from one no, no. misses the kick ends up back amongst the ruck and doesn't run the same final splits as he always as resort man so not for me yeah, so as I said, Mum's my hero, interesting runner at uh, his 
West Australian mm. debut for for Toddy Harvey and Lacta Ramoli, but yeah, he always um, looks uh, the horse to beat certainly. So moving on to race number four, Terry and Brad, it's the Crown Towers handicap, fourteen hundred meters, ratings seventy two plus. Terry's favourite horse at the moment, Luke's Gold, uh, goes around. Caddy, uh, what was it? What was the flux the other day? It was big, wasn't it? Ah, it was. Yeah, there was a little bit of little bit of support there, wasn't there? A little 40, bit of support. Forty bucks into ten. Uh, yeah. So Don't carry on about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this is another interesting race. But the the most important thing is the uh, uh, the pin up horse for the one one. Mm. Dig deep. He uh, he races second up. From a spell, blinkers going on. Senior rider Joe as a party. Gate four. Hang on, looks like it's all coming up. Millhouse for uh, dig deep. Terry. Well, it does. It looks it looks winnable, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I've. I think I'm happy putting a line through that first up run. I was, I, to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed. The, the plan going into that race was to give him just a, a soft, not not a soft run out the back, but the plan was to not um, not extend him, circle the field type thing. And they were a little bit disappointed that we didn't just sort of save him up for one one run coming back from the fractured leg. Obviously, um, maybe would have liked to hit the line a touch better, but. He was he was nowhere near um, full fitness. Um, so look up to the fourteen hundred meters. I still think he might be a run short fourteen hundred meters second up coming back from what he's coming back from. But from barrier four, the blinkers on lands in a nice spot. And uh, look, when you win a Karakata, you get the twenty points or the ten kilos. It's it's pretty hard to find suitable races because um, I'm not going to say we were fortunate to win a Karakata, but we were. It was 20 points for a race that – how am I trying to say this, BJ? It was, it was 20 points for a race where we were gifted a very good ride by Jared Nossi on the day and, and we – a lot of things went our way. So um, it's, it's going to be hard to find winnable race. In saying that, we went out in the uh, three-year-old features last year and the Faritha was the last time we were over 1,400 and we were arguably a, a pretty good thing beaten because of the barrier behind Red Can Man giving Red Can Man weight. So we are a really good horse. Um, I don't know if I'm trying to talk this up or down at the moment. <laughs> you're, I'm, you're half I'm, pregnant I'm, at the moment. Sorry. I'm caught in limbo. <laughs> Look, I've marked Dig Deep 10 bucks. There's 11, 12 available. I'm, I'm not sure what the market does. I suspect we get a little bit longer than that. I'm Kelvin's the obvious to me, but with the conditions of the day, ex- expected not to suit horses leading and racing without cover. It's hard to come hard to come at Kelvin. And the one that stands out to me is um, is Canvas, if Canvas can repeat um, her first up run last campaign or fresh run last campaign where she's run uh, second to KC and was huge behind KC. So, I mean, if you're getting Belmont a – yeah, yeah, in a Belmont Guinea. So if you're getting a similar run to that at the eight, nine bucks, I think Canvas is probably your bet here, I hate to say, BJ. Mm. Again, the kit conditions on the day, the pattern on the day are going to be pivotal. Kelvin's a really, really tough, strong, on-speed horse. He usually needs a run um, fresh, but Cheesy went well first up behind MTA and Dom to shoot, first up over 1,400 metres. He, um, Fred, horse, Fred Kersley's horses obvious, um, can progress and elevate as their uh, as their preparation moves forward. I expect um, Kelvin to be, a, I guess, a superior version of himself. Second up, um, tightened up. He um, geez, he's going to take some catching regardless. He of, gave me an easterly. I'll yeah. declare it here. Yeah. Least about. yeah, I reckon you could be onto something there, Terry. If if, uh, if the conditions if if the conditions aren't 
too disadvantage disadvantageous to leaders, then Kelvin just about looks the one. I landed on on Canvas as well, um, thinking that it's it's early. It's going to be a day for for cover, and um, and uh, and Canvas can can go back with Sean O'Donnell in in, in the saddle and um, and get one one crack at them late. Uh, so um, I'm I'm in alignment again with with Terry, but Kelvin out in front. It's going to take some catching, expecting significant improvement from dig deep there's a couple of horses who've just lost their way a touch from the harrison yard in jericho missile and chicks pick like yeah hard to place them yeah have to put on the apprentices and yeah it's 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 they're just difficult to place 1400 for both is a query as well yeah and paul harvey going back on the position of power will be a bit of a um a positive for, for a lot of punters out there but for me i'm it's either going to be a horse that's going to be getting back and running on in canvas or a horse that's going to be out in front free willing and that's that's kelvin do you do any form for the races you're you're not a part of, or no? You just you haven't no. you've had enough of it basically by that stage. Yeah, I, I no, I don't get caught up in races. I'm not in really. I, I watch them, but I don't haven't done the form. Try and uh, think. Oh, hang on, I wouldn't mind the ride on that one. Or oh, hang on, you don't think? Oh, hang on, they've uh, they've stuffed that up. I might give them a call and see if I can uh, snag that ride for next start. Oh, well, I'll, I'd <laughs> rather just wait and watch the race. If I see a horse run a good race, then I might get onto it. Keep an eye on. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, canvassed for me, BJ. But uh, as I said, if, if it's a good one to wait for the day and if um, if leaders are suited or leaders are running strong races, I think Kelvin will be super hard to get past. Yeah. But I think Dig Deep can win. Very good. Uh, it's time for the Mundaring Hotels Mastermind competition. That's right. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know you are a 1-1 listener. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, thoroughbred horse trainer, Jeremy Eastope. The uh, $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail, Jeremy. Congratulations. Impressive stuff. Yeah. He's training all right as well. He's, he's got a – I wouldn't say he's got the best cattle at the moment, but they're all running better than their SP, which I think sort of gives you an indication that someone's um, training quite well. He, he trained um, quite a few winners in – in his younger days, and then he went across to Victoria. I think we'll chat off air, Brad. Might have gone and done some work for Peter Moody and maybe a couple of other stables, but he's back in Western Australia training at the moment, and um, he's got a winner up in the uh, Mastermind competition. Mm. So good on you, Jeremy. Hopefully a few more winners to come. Yeah, hopefully. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following four questions. We've added a fourth because there's four features on Saturday. So, um, yeah, four questions correctly. Question number one, RJ, otherwise known as Bob Peters, won his own race for the very first time in 2019 last year. Name the horse. Question number two, name the horse who is lining up in the Ascot Gold Cup for the third year in a row on Saturday. So yeah, after Saturday, he would have been in the last three. Question number three, name the trainer Brad Parnham teamed up with to win the 2016 Champion Phillies Stakes aboard Samovair. Samovair? Samovair? And the last question, question number four, which of these is not a past winner of the Colonel Reeves Stakes? Rock Magic, Malibu Style, 
Durandal and Flirtini. They are the four questions for this week's Mastermind. Direct message your answers to us at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter and you can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899. How'd you go? Uh, I think the first three we've got on the we've got oh definitely got one and three. Yep. I think we've got is number three right? Yeah, number three. Number three is right. right. <laughs> number three is right. How do, how do we go? Three out of four. Which one's wrong? Four. Oh, I thought so. It was, it's, it's the second horse, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, hang on, that's not, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad Brad middled it, obviously, being the WA Racing mastermind uh, fanatic he is. He got all four questions yeah, correct, okay, no doubt. Me, right <laughs> so uh, moving on now to race number five. Ah, here we are, the RJ, Bob, mm. Peter's Stakes, 1,500 metres, group three, the Final lead up, winning your in to the railway stakes, the million dollar railway next Saturday. And uh, the Cerise and White um, themselves, Peter's Investments, the All Conquering, they have the two major winning chances in the name raced in uh, RJ Peters' honour. Yeah, it's a thin looking, um, thin looking. Peters. RJ, yeah, it certainly mm. is. Um, interested to ask Brad here with a with this type of race. I I don't know how much you guys sit down the night before and and nut it out, but there's there's absolutely no speed engaged whatsoever. You've drawn right near the outside on a horse. It's obviously on a um, Perth Cup campaign. Yeah, is it a race where you think, well, we, we we might as well roll the dice and roll forward, or do you think that's not beneficial to the horse's campaign going forward? What what sort of the the thought process here? Yeah, like you say, I, I had looked through it and noticed that there doesn't appear to be any pace. So, um, look, I, I'm not really sure. I'll, I'll obviously have a chat with Dad and see what way he wants to go. But um, I thought I'd probably head back because he's on that Perth Cup yep. campaign um, trial. But, yeah, I, I don't know. If, if it turns out that there's no speed and he jumps well, and being forward is in a bad spot, then I might just roll the dice and go forward. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say at this stage, you know, probably looking like he might get off him a little bit, which isn't really going to be favourable to him. But um, Bigger fish to fry. Probably, yeah. That, I'd say that's probably likely. So he's, power, he's of good. power of deduction, who leads? Oh, because eleven seconds couldn't go, couldn't jump the other day, 11, right? And that's uh, trials hasn't been able to jump either. Hasn't been. It's obvious, but yeah. it hasn't been able to get near him. I reckon the Pierces will want to see Money Maher hit the line. Um, well, don't know that for a fact. I so I think Money Maher goes back. Um, but he could he could lead the Fugazi maybe. Fugazi maybe could lead. Yeah, it's just it's incredible. This is. Uh, uh, I was speaking be, to someone yesterday. I think Flo might go forward. It's um, going to be interesting. The jockey's going to be looking around earlier well, to see who's. Uh, all I'll yeah. say is that. You're not beating truly great or true attraction trying to out-sprint them. Yep. Um, you're probably not beating – I don't think you're beating him anyway, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, it's it's quite incredible. M- Moshard's a chance of leading leaders back here just about. Moshard's not impossible from leading. I don't know if they if they ping and, and they they roll. So it's it's quite incredible. It's not impossible, truly great, ends up out in front for, for Chris, which I'm sure he wouldn't want to be out in front. But, I, don't, um, I don't reckon RJ would be too happy with no, that. No, he, would, he wouldn't be. <laughs> but if they're going to go that slowly, do you want a horse um, reefing and tearing? So, But, look, no, this, this should really be a two-horse race. Um, happy to quickly analyse those two chances. Truly great. I, I haven't seen a horse improve this rapidly. Um, from what he was early doors, he looked like a reasonable conveyance, but he didn't yeah. look didn't look top line. You haven't been you haven't been convinced 
at all. Have no, you? Like, I haven't. But now I'm I, I'm becoming convinced. So mm. first up over the mile, um, they went really slowly. Um, and he came from last, grab, pushed a pass. He made that form look a lot better. The old boy, York Cup. Mm. Enjoyed that victory. <laughs> um, then came out um, and they went um, They went really quick over the 1,800 metres three weeks later. Um, and again, he just travels so effortlessly. Like He's actually a far better traveller than I, I spent a bit of time trying to line up truly great inspirational girl and um, true attraction. And truly great is by far the best traveler of the three of them. Best beginner as well, isn't he? Best beginner in the races. So, look, I I think truly great's going to have the tactical speed to land wherever he wants to here. He may he may end up just about being in front by default. I, I'm not too sure. But, um, geez, true attraction can run a, a sharp final 200 metres. And true attraction stepping up to the 15 while truly great might be a touch more dour stepping down back to the 1500. So oh, I think it's a complete two-horse race. I've marked him $1.75 to $3.80. Um, yeah, probably shouldn't promote it, but I'd just be having a big whack at the Quinella, to be honest. If we can shop $2.40 a Quinella, which might be ambitious, I think that wins by half the straight. Mm. Yeah, well, I've um, follow- I followed – Truly great closely this preparation and he's been really good all and that the, that race that he won last start was a very high rating race from mm-hmm. a speed point of view and um, he sort of yeah geez, it was he was really strong really strong and um, but still looks as though he's he's got another level to go to like he's just he just keeps stepping up to the plate stepping up to the plate the interesting thing was he won a slow walk and sprint. First yeah, up, two and, different then, races. and then second up, he was still able to be dominant or d- decisive anyway in a uh, genuinely strong tempo race. So he's got some strings to his bow. Uh, I just you put them together at the 300. This is a question Lockie Taylor asked yep. um, uh, last week, week before. When uh, he put them together at the 200 and asked him to sprint, I, I, who, who out sprints the other? Uh, good question. I, I'm I, truly great uh, win where he. Where he Defeated, pushed to pass two back. I think he he like went four and a half lengths above mm. benchmark his last two hundred. Yeah. So I just can't see true attraction coming from behind. Truly really great. Yeah, and, and, I'm putting him next yeah. to each other somehow yeah. because this race could pan out in weird ways. The yeah. way it is, it's, there's weird things could happen. You put him next to each other at the to- at the top of the straight. I'll take truly great. Yeah, I'd probably just take true attraction. Okay, put them together at the top of the straight. Just. But, um, yeah, there isn't much in it. And I expect truly great to have the head start. But, uh, look, not a great version of the um, the Peters, but I think whoever does win it is a live hope in the railway with the minimum next week. Well, considering last year's, you know, there was it was a lot stronger edition. Yep. This is – yeah, I think it's just 2020, COVID, lots of different factors have come into play that have sort of um, – Sort of thinned out the the ranks, but regardless, it's um it's a nice race to win, and um I don't know the way that the the conditions go on the day, and the way that we might end up seeing um our man Brad Parnham out in front trying to pinch it on Nerf Box, so bit awesome. of a Matthew Ortier yeah. type of <laughs> yeah. Good day. Yeah. So uh, but the yeah. only the only thing I will say with this market, and it might be again, I think exotics are the way to go to this race at the moment. Your third favourite is Flo. Your fourth favourite is Moshard. What's fourth favourite? Actually, Moshard's the Moshard's third favourite in a group three. God, give me a spell. We're not copying that, are we? Gee whiz. Um, Money Maher should be a clear, 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 clear third favourite. What about I thought Money Maher was huge. Media Baron and Money Maher should be the third and fourth in line. Um, probably Nerf Bosk as well, actually. That's, Nerf Bosk has been really good in trials too. That trial by Belt was really nice. So I just think... I just think Moshard, um, Moshard's well, well unders in that. I reckon that's the biggest unders for a horse I've ever seen. So sorry, Luke. I know Luke listens to this. So if he gets that one up, I reckon Luke's going to call me directly after the race and tell me what he thinks. 
Yeah, yeah interesting. He can, he can have that too if he does. He can, uh, <laughs> too I'll get a statue of him erected on my front lawn, I think. Too good. Luke Fernie, if he can uh, win the RJ Peters on Saturday. So uh, we move forward into the card. Race six of the day is the Ascot Gold Cup. Here we go. Over the 1,800 metres. Sounds like Terry wants to take the lead. What have you got, Terry? Well, this, is our, this is Brad and my time to shine here, I reckon. This is, <laughs> a, uh, this is something I'm very excited about. Their price has been whittled away since yesterday. Um, but I've actually marked uh, – well, first of all, Brad, we should just touch on uh, you rode too close to Sun last start. Did you ride yes, too close? To, yes, yeah, I you rode. So we should just touch on to this for the listeners. So you rode too close to Sun last start. Um, you're not on here, um, and that's to do with going forward to the Perth Cup, is it? Yeah, so that's what I was told. Joey's um, – I think Joey's booked to ride too close to the Sun in the railway. So yeah, the railway, sorry. Yep. So they wanted um, – yeah, they obviously wanted the same jockey to ride it this week, and that's why he's on it. So, you know, I would have liked to have been on him. I think he's he's going to be very hard to beat. But well, I think my ride's also got to oh, have a good chance as well. Oh, I tell you what, we're a bit <laughs> excited here. I've been looking forward to this uh, to this particular one. It was actually $35, $40 with most of the agencies yesterday, and I've – just uh, lost my marbles to some degree. I've marked Friaresque a clear second favourite. Now, I felt that you had to have two closest under the top, but with the conditions of the day, drawn wide, maybe it was a really nice fresh run. Sometimes the stayers don't perform as well second up after a nice fresh run. Um... Look, I, I, I think too close to sun has to be some some minor risk at $2.60, $2.50 from the, from the widest gate. But uh, Friar Esk for Liz Strample, it's only had a few starts for Liz Strample. They have been some of the biggest runs you will see. So first up uh, over the uh, 1,400 was a really nice first up run for a new stable. First up for a tick over a year. Uh, second up on a uh, against Money Matters, Clint Johnston-Porter Road from Barrier 10. Had to go back to dead last. Came down the center of the track. That was a day where the middle of the track was neg three, four lengths. Was beaten two. It was at the time I remember telling you that was the run of the day. I think BJ. So I was super on that. Came out in the Northern Cup, and that's that race we were just talking about where you hugged the rail with dance music. Yeah. Friaresque was down the uh, the center of the surface, and to me that was the run of the race. And we've seen how we've seen how bad the centre of that surface was by a few other runners. Western Empire was beaten four lengths in a maiden to um, Life for Life, who didn't do much yesterday. And Western Empire then came out and nearly pinched a the Faretha um, after mm. sitting deep the trip. We've seen Push to Pass come from a similar spot. Friars was better than Push to Pass, come out and win a York Cup. Um, so th- the centre of that track was absolutely horrid, like, absolutely horrid. To run on like Friars did and to finish fourth, beaten four, I reckon the centre of that track was neg four or five lengths. I think you swap the runs and I think – Friaresque beats dance music. I know there's a big name. Oh. I reckon 100%. 100%. So I mark Friaresque. But, but is Friaresque a bit one of those horses? 100% no? it is. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to be very flat after the race. But, <laughs> but I, I'm just – I completely sold. Obviously, at the track, 19 starts for, for no wins, 10 placings. It's a real place horse. And the price has been smashed now, as I said. The 35 was easy. The 16 still easy. That's still an easy each-way bet for me. But, um, Brad, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I, like I say, I, I give him a good chance to <laughs> No, I, I think too close to the sun is going to be very hard to yep. beat. Um, he's a classy horse. But um, I think from my gate, I probably don't have to get as far back as what he's been getting. He's been getting back near last. So, you know, if I can sort of be midfield around that sort of area and just working into the race, not having to go too wide, um, 
yeah, obviously, like you said, in the Northern Cup, he was finishing off really good when nothing really made ground mm -hmm. on that middle part of the track all day. So uh, it was, like you say, probably the run of the race. And, yeah, I, I give him a pretty good chance. I'd say, yeah, I'm pretty keen that he'll run a place. And if things work out, I might be able to pinch the win. Jeez, you'll see me hanging over the fence giving you a big thumbs up if, uh, <laughs> if that's the case on Saturday. Um, what sort of feel did Too Close to Sun give you the other day, Brad? Was it was the first time you've ridden him? It's the first time I've ridden him. Yep. Um, I was very impressed with him. Mm -hmm. um, I got beaten by a pretty good horse on the day. Railway, fa railway favourite? Yeah, yep. exactly. So, I mean, I know I had probably a, a really good run. Um, I was on the leader's back and I was able to sort of get out and getting it clear early on but yeah I, I was really happy i didn't expect over 1400 that he'd run as good as he did so especially a race they walked as well i would have yeah, uh, right. i would have sort of attributed too close to some with a grinding sort of horse and not being able to pick up and sprint so yeah um yeah it was a super super effort yeah it was and yeah that's why i i would have him down as the horse to beat in this yeah, race 100 percent. yeah 100 percent my uh, my take on it is I think two closest sons one of the best of the day. Yep, um, just it's all price wise. So what what price have you got him? What price? That's the key. I had him two sixty. Two sixty. Yeah. So, so he's about that price at yep. the moment. So yeah. he um he went to Victoria. He won I think it was the Terrain Cup. And then he won a Warnable Cup. And then he was a seven dollar chance in the race that called the Ramsden, the Andrew Ramsden. If you win that. You are exempt from the Melbourne Cup ballot, and he was one of the major players in that. I don't know what happened that day, but everything went pear-shaped by the looks of things. And um, he's come back to, to WA. I thought his two lead-up trials were good. He ran out of his skin behind Inspirational Girl and beat home Red Can Man in the Asian Bow Stakes first up. Um, I think he's just going to come forward significantly. Lindsay Smith second up, up to the 1,800 metres. Positive tactics from Joe, Joey as a party lands on speed, probably leads, um, and I think ridden to his strength. I think he's just he's going to grind these horses into the ground, and he could end up um, racing his way into railway states calculations um, next week. He's uh, on the fifth or sixth line at the moment. Yeah, is he really? Yeah, is he that, he's, is he that yep. thin? Okay. Yep. So well, it's going to be interesting because if truly great or or true attraction will win the um, Peters, and then. Perhaps too close to sun comes out and wins the um, Ascot Gold Cup as the market suggests he will. Then that might add a couple of different dimensions to the to the railway mm -hmm. next week. But I think he's I really like this horse and I always had an opinion of him. And um, I think if too close to sun turns up and uh, breathing fire on Saturday, I reckon he could easily take care of these. Yeah, um, look. I'm definitely not – one thing I'll just make clear, I'm definitely not knocking yeah, too yeah, close to sure. sun, but it's just at $2.60, you've got to jump from the widest gate, uh, potentially punching into a big um, a big headwind. If he doesn't step super clean, has to work a bit to get there. Yeah, I, I just think I just think the $2.60 is right on the mark, um, but I, I can see what you're saying in regards to a, a class perspective. And, um, yeah, Brad will make sure he gives uh, Joey a little wave as he goes past him at the 50-metre mark, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the only other horse I mentioned is I know he was on the right part of the track the other day, um, but I didn't mind the Northerly Stakes run of Tell Him We're Coming. Ordinary, oh, the, ordinary in the Northern Cup. Was ordinary he? in the Northern Cup. Yeah, but yeah. just from a class point of view, I just don't know. Like, 
It's probably D-Day for him on Saturday. He'll, yeah. he'll need to show something, otherwise it could just be about curtains for Taylor. Uh, at 20 to 1, I can 100% see what you're saying there. But there's one other horse we've got to back here, BJ. Okay. I did want to back Mystery Miss, but again, the, yeah. the market has changed so much. It was $26 Ooh. all of yesterday. It's 11 now, so I'm going to stay out of Mystery Miss at that well, price. When I was doing the form last night, she was still $19, I, I'm pretty I sure. I messaged yeah. you last night saying they've cooked this market. Yeah. Watch it change dramatically tomorrow. Um, Fryer Esk was the main one. I was really big, obviously, at the 35, but I'm, I'm still happy to tip it at $16. Um, I'm happy to dip it at $10. Plus, the other one we want to have something on, it's a horse that dipped last start. Lucy was really lucky, Brad, to stay on um, Noir de Rue. I don't know if you are. Uh, were you in, in that race? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, um, I was uh, two pairs behind her and, yeah, just caused a bit of a – Who were you on, uh, sorry? Uh, I can't even must remember, have been Must have been a no, good no. ride. <laughs> I was following um, – Naughty by Nature was in the race. Red Publisher, Western Pride was, was – Chris. Chris, yeah, you I was were following Paddy Chris. Shadow, were you? Oh, Paddy Shadow. Yeah. Paddy, oh, that was a yeah. really good run. It was, it was. Good run. Paddy yeah. Shadow was a super so, run back then. Yeah, I was yeah. following Chris. And, yep. Yeah, it just caused a little bit of uh, interference when that happened. But, well, look, yeah. I Tri- thought- tripped over his own feet, didn't he? Noana Roo, is that right? Um, it was toe clip the toe clip, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, I don't know if you know much about that, but sometimes they can. Yeah, their toe clips on their shoes can sort of get caught up with each other and, yeah, it just caused him to blunder. Is that, oh. is that another one on the list of, on how horses get beat? Well, <laughs> this one, I don't think, think Noir is going to win that. But um, I tell you what, the money that came in the Kalgoorlie Cup a couple of starts ago um, was dramatic. Lucy was held up the entirety of the straight. Probably would have won that race at Missile Launch 1. I just get the feeling on the one-week backup, this is a race that Justin Warwick might have set him for. Um, I, I might be off the money here, but I really like the way Nwadaru hit the line again after nearly going down a, a week ago. So the I, we were pretty good at pinging out a Justin Warwick plunge a couple of starts ago with comes the time. I reckon this might be something that happens again here. So 41 bucks. I reckon this, this market's going to be wild tomorrow. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to make a couple of – I'll tell you just a little bit about this market. Double digits currently $5.50. That, that'll trade 20 bucks. Mm. He's a Parker is 11. That'll – 40 bucks? <laughs> that'll trade 80, Oof. I reckon. That'll trade 80 bucks. Uh, too close to sun may hold price. It'll be all about – Pattern on the day. They're the major ones, BJ. They're, they're the two major. Oh, Royal Command at five fifty. We'll trade ten, eleven, twelve dollars. So there's some there's Pam, some horses Pam, that are Pam just Bella's twenty one dollars. Like she's gonna get out from there. Pam sure. Bella's gonna get out. I mean, oh, Dart Musket has already started to get out. It was thirty. It'll, it was the same price as Friar. And at the moment, Royal Command's five fifty. Will that hold up? Do you think? Well, I would have thought that Chris would have been riding the pick of Bob's runners there and been on Mystery Miss, but I'm not I'm not certain how that works actually. Mm. Um, in in that sense, but uh, look, the market was wild. It was a different setup. I won't get too deep into this, but a different agency was the first to go up, and when they're the first agency to go up, everyone sort of follows them, but they sort of have their own way of going about things and they can make a lot of blues so um yeah well benefit anyone that was uh clued onto it yesterday was probably able to jag a couple of pretty sneaky nice prices but expect that market to change dramatically the the closer it gets to jump and um yeah as i said fryer-esque each way all day and something on Nwadaru at 40 bucks. Yeah, Easy the, race to be. Betfair bet exchange, all yeah. In. Good luck to Brad and Friar-esque. Moving on to the big one of the day, the Group 3 WA champion Philly Stakes mm. over the Ascot Mile. Set weight for the three-year-old Phillies. Our man, Brad Parnham, our special guest, he is riding Kiss on All Four Cheeks, who will be looking to turn the tables on Stablemate snickerdoodle dandy after they finished one two in the burgess queen stakes on melbourne cup day uh they cleared out from the rest uh to um outstanding dan morton trained fillies tell us brad gate two looks like another race with low pressure no real 
speed engage. Maybe Terry can speak more to that. But what are your what are your hopes and dreams for the race? The way this race will play out. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm pretty keen on drawing barrier two. Um, I think I'm going to lob on pace. Uh, maybe Salaya or something might go forward as well. But I I had a look at it and I could possibly land in front. It it doesn't really bother me if I am in front, but as long as I get her to relax underneath me, I think that's a big a big thing to make sure I can get the sixteen hundred. Um, this is really going to be dependent on how the plaque on how the track is playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I get a if I get a nice soft enough run, and Chris is sort of from his gate, if he doesn't begin well and he's stuck on the fence, I might be able to skip clear. And um, there's really not a lot between them. I think. Chris's might have the wood on me over the 1600, but if, uh, yeah, if the race works out in my favour, I'd say I'm going to be right there in the finish anyway. Mm-hmm. So first up, you sat outside leader 1,200 metres in a very fast race uh, at Ascot on the 17th of October and you pretty much, you beat him up really. Yep. First law, uh, ran second, 1.7 lengths. He was, where did he run? Super. Third in the yep. Faritha. Um, and then you've sort of, you began quite well in the Burgess Queen, didn't you? And you've landed... Basically, one one, one, one yeah. and um, just got sort of zapped late by Snickerdoodle Dandy, who was who was who was pretty strong. But as Terry said, Paps might have been on a uh, superior part of the track. Yeah, we were um, just talking before, and yeah. I said to Brad, you, from the wide gate, you've got the one one. You couldn't have ridden a better race, but it was just that type of day where if you were held up for longer or if you got to the wider part of the track, um, you were almost better suited. So even though Chris had to come uh, from behind him uh, on Snickerdoodle Dandy, good race call by the way, mm-hmm. as I said before. Darren gets very excited about that <laughs> one. It's worth a worth a listen on uh, with the volume turned up. Um, yeah, in my mind, I thought I thought Brad's mount was probably the better of the two runs, um, to be honest with you. But there was geez, there was. Very little in it, and um, yeah, I, I think that the market's a little bit skew if You've got two dollars fifty for Snickerdoodle Dandy, and you've got six bucks kissing all four cheeks. I I can't see why there is such a disparity in that sense. And even Magical Dreams wedged in there at yep. four twenty. Yeah, it's fair enough. The way the track's playing, fair enough. But there is such little speed in this that even if it is playing off pace, it's a race you could almost go forward in because you're not going to go quickly enough. And it, uh, like we saw that the other day with. Um, uh, we saw it with Fanta and First Law, they walked yeah. in that Dom de shoot. Um, they walked in that race uh, last week and they were able to dominate and nearly hold on. I think they ran fir- third and fourth. Yep, third um, and fourth. Yep. So, yeah, e- even if the pattern is playing that way, I'm I'm expecting them. Um, yeah, I think Kiss and All Four Cheeks is in, is in the finish here and has a lot better barrier manners, as Brad mentioned, than Snickerdoodle Dandy too. Who's who's the wild card here? Who's going to say, "Well, bug this, I'm leading." So could it be one of the roughies like Sunset Cruise? There's your trouble orders. Dear Darren McAuliffe, uh, send ask Lucy Warwick to send Salaya to the front because otherwise, the way that Brad's horse begins, he could land in fault by land in front by default. Yeah, well, I've got um, I've either got Brad. It, it all depends. I think if Brad wants to lead, he can. Yep. But I think the quickest horse out of the gates is Salaya. Yeah. So I think Salaya will either go forward and lead. I, if they try and take a hole with Salaya, I can't see where the cover comes from. Um, one horse I'm expecting to go forward 
which I don't think many have uh, discussed, would do. I'm expecting Chicklet mm. to roll forward. Bit of gate speed showing, I thought. Enough gate speed from 13. They're not going to out-sprint. Um, she's not going to out-sprint Magical Dream and whatnot, but her two victories have been when settling in the first three, uh, albeit smaller fields and that's sort of where she landed from good gates. But I'd be rolling the dice here and saying in a race with no speed, let's go forward. And, it's um, probably a grand final, isn't it? Yeah, so. and let's go forward mm. and let's land in the breeze and let's see if she can run a, a cheeky race from that spot. But, um, look, for me, current prices – Kissing all four cheeks is the horse I've marked favourite. So uh, she is above my quote. I'm going to wait to see how the inside pad plays before hopping into her. But the one I've, I've backed already, um, it's still that price. At around the $15 mark is Salaya. Um, on now just watching the Burgess Queen on its own, you would say, well, Salaya had the run of the race on the rail, got out, had every chance. That rail was negative three, four, five lengths. And she's been beaten... 2.9. So, yeah. look, I think I think she's tightened up from that run. Darren's, even if it isn't suiting, she can probably go forward lead and, and get away with a not too strong a tempo. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm expecting Salada to run a big race. I've marked a third or fourth in line and around the $7 mark. And as you know, BJ, it's all about prices for me. So, at $15 each way, that's my bet for a half stake now and then I'll monitor the pattern of the day. If those on speed are suited or those on speed at least aren't too heavily disadvantaged, I'll be going again and having a reasonable each way crack or Joe also backing kiss on all four cheeks at the $6 mark. Yeah, I was $9 Solara as mm -hmm. well. So she's the one under my price, but it wasn't it from from my um, doing the leg up prior to um, last night. I, I expect Snickerdoodle Dandy to win again. I think she's probably going to be even um, – even better suited up to the mole. Was a bit slow. Where does she get? What is was a bit slow away um, in the Burgess Queen and and Belgravia was and her trial was lucky enough to get on the back of um, uh, what was it? Watch me dance in the three wide line and sort of got sucked into the race nicely. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm yeah. I, where does she get? She probably even if she's a bit slow away, there's because of the lack of speed in the race can probably misstep and still still have Missed enough up. have enough time to to make up any lost ground probably. Follows brother Brad really. Um, if if worse comes to worse, otherwise you might look to. Yeah, I imagine that he's going to want to track Brad throughout, or at least, or maybe even have him inside him or whatever. But um, she's um, she was probably a good thing licked in the Belgravia, made amends in the in the Burgess Queen. It's um, there's no surprise she's currently two dollar fifty favourite. That's um, thin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I expect it to. You want, I, I'm expecting there to be money for Magical Dream. I was trying to make a Pat, really pattern of the day. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to make a strong case to. I thought Magical Dream was was really really brave. She in just couldn't defeat. get it to race truly in the straight. And but also was that she lost a lot of ground like around the between around between the twelve and the, the thousand and just ended up getting and because you because it was a head on shot, you couldn't actually see how far um, how far away she she ended up, but. When they when they went back to the side on view she, and Jade McNaught had to use quite a bit of fuel from the 800 just to get get into the race mm -hmm. um, and still for her to, to run on as well as she did yeah. uh, was significant I thought her um, Belgravia stakes win was super but yeah ha can you really make a case uh, well, for, for, Snick for Magical Dream to be three, four lengths off Snickerdoodle Dandy and kiss on all four well, cheeks that's what we were just and saying get that past yeah the three major dangers are kiss on all four cheeks. Uh, Snickerdoodle Dandy and Salaya, and they're probably going to settle right on speed, right, um, you know, so, and they're probably not going to go all that quickly, um, knowing sort of what we're expecting from the pattern of the day. So she's going to have to make up ground 
on a slow tempo. So mm. she's really going to need conditions in her suit in the center of the track to be playing really nicely. If, if that is the case, then um, she comes right into it. But she's she's another one I think is under the odds at the moment. Okay, yeah. From a tipping point of view, I'm sneaky doodle down. You wait for a bit more. I was hoping to get uh, a price with a three in front of it for sneaky doodle down. Yeah, you'll see a high three, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. high three late. It's definitely, on a, it's definitely a bet fair weight. Bet fair exchange. Bet fair weight and late, late and white. Late and late and white. Late and white. Late and white. And um, I'm expecting to see. Uh, I didn't think Watch Me Dance was too bad after having a torrid run the other day. I think she can improve and cover. Yeah. On Saturday, and before we move on out of this race, mm. Brad, your father Neville and your brother Stephen have. A Eliminate in the race. I thought she was an eye catcher in the Burgess Queen. What do you know about this playing god filly? Um, I, I don't know much really. I've, <laughs> no, I've never ridden her, so I um, only sort of know what you guys have seen as well. But yep. uh, it's dr- obviously drawn one, drawn a good gate, yep. and it seemed to be a pretty good run the other day. So um, it's probably going to run a cheeky little race anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be able to get near. Um, my horse or Chris's horse? Yeah, I think it's a length or two of those. Okay, all right. So it's um, there's a bit else happening as well. I think lots of people will be liking to to follow this recent wide in with Magical Dream and and Terry's pretty keen on uh, on Soleil at the prices. So it's a it's an interesting edition of the Champion Philly Stakes. And I wonder, do you think the Phillies uh, ha- have a, an edge on the Colts and Geldings at the moment, Terry? Potentially. It's, that was such a hard race to to get a read on. I mean, Brad came from, what, about three back the fence with Calaroo type yes. thing and, and got yeah. through the gap. And the way Calaroo actually picked up and sprinted on the slow speed was really quite impressive. Um, but they just, they went so slowly in that race. It's, it's going to be hard to line up the numbers in that sense i still i've still got a lot of time for dom to shoot who ran the quickest last two of the day yeah um after not being suited but um going to, towards the guineas if say we see western empire and then we see magical dream which way william pike goes will be really really interesting it will yeah mm. but yeah that um and i don't know, I don't know what uh what, do you, what have you got the roi there for a d morton and b parnham lately oh have Hi. to follow that up. It would be significant. So it'd be significant. significant. Yeah, it'd be, uh, yeah, through the roof, I'd suggest. Yeah, well, da- yeah, Dan would be very happy with it. He, he's sort of, it's interesting how you guys have sort of, you know, I mean, it's not interesting. It's probably, it's that time of year as well, but you guys have sort of hit form at, 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 the, at a really, you know, at the right time, I suppose. But he's just, Dan had a bit of a lull there for a while, and then all of a sudden his horses have just, just um, elevated with it. I suppose they're, he's got his class horses in, in work and they're targeting, but he's always got a good horse in his stable, hasn't he? So it's good count oh, to be yeah. aligned with. He just, yeah, works, sure. just works two months a year, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other feature of the day is the Group 3 Colonel Reeve Stakes, 1,100 metres, the traditional final lead up to the $1 million wait for age winter bottom stakes two weeks from now, Terry. So Brad our man Brad Parnham, he is riding Indian Pacific. Favourite. Favourite. Mm-hmm. Last start winner of the uh, Crawford Stakes. He, it's 28 days between runs. Did we did we miss the Prince of Wales on purpose, Brad? Yeah, that was always intentional. He um, he's he, It's no secret he hasn't got the best knees, so um, Dad sort of didn't want to over-race him with the plan that he wanted him to peak in the winter bottom. Um, but he's had enough work into him that his fitness levels are right there. So that's not really a concern. Um, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bullish with his chances here. I, I think 
Um, he's obviously going to land on speed. I, I would have loved to seen Condor Heroes go to that 66 plus <laughs> and, and not be in this race. What but about hey, doing one could, horse? It could, be, it could be an advantage if, uh, he, if he steps. Yeah, Do you know one uh, horse you probably you probably wish wasn't in the race as well? Barricky Beats. Yeah. On his day, he can <laughs> jump and muster and he's drawn one under you. Oh. You will just be absolutely, yeah. let's just say disappointed if Barricky Beats kicks up and you're forced to breeze outside of him. Yeah, it would be disappointing. But I, I, <laughs> look, I do think yeah, Indian right. Pacific jumps quick enough that I'll cross him. Yeah, I think um, so too. I think so too. And, yeah, look, the way Condor Heroes races, I, I would imagine I just have to let that go and yeah. um, sit on its back. And, yeah, I, I mean, the reason I was saying I, I wish it wasn't in the race is because I think if Indian Pacific found the front and didn't have to work too hard, he'd probably be unbeatable from that spot. But, um yeah, no, he's he's uh he's still gonna be yeah he, he should get even, a night, r- nice even, run. He might even find the front, like he might even find the rail in front in a way. If Condor Heroes begins it, well and and yeah, and Shawnee lets you him roll. Want to see a similar start from Condor Heroes as we did last start, where he uh, stands in the gates. Or uh, well, yeah. actually, I don't know because if it does that, then then, then I will be in front, race, and then, then, then he's pressure gonna pressure me. Yeah. But if yeah. he just goes from the get go. It might be right. I might be sort of on the fence still, but he's setting a good tempo and dragging mm-hmm. me into it too. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, if I if I get a nice enough run, he's he's going to be very hard to beat. So he's he resumed in the Crawford. So you you're tracking Mervyn throughout, and then Mervyn gave a cheeky little kick, didn't yeah. he? And Do you he think was you're like, in trouble there? I did a little bit. Mm. Uh, I was probably more concerned with horses making a run at me late Stage, that I just allowed Mervyn to get a bit on me and uh yeah i thought halfway down the straight i'd messed it up but luckily uh in him civic putting the big strides late and got the job done but yeah mervyn was running probably a career best it race was, that day yeah it was uh it was super if you watch that if you watch the final 50 meters of that race what i really liked from india pacific was stage man wasn't taking ground off um with 100 to go stage man should have got you he's yeah. he's sort of half a length three quarters of a length off you with 100 to go you'd expect stage man to out sprint india pacific from that point so for india pacific to hold on and sort of I don't know if he was going away from stage man in line, but stage man wasn't taking ground off him the final 20, 30, 40 metres. That's a sign of a good horse, I reckon. Yeah, he refused to get beaten mm-hmm. that day, didn't he? Just sort of pin the yeah. ears back. and um, So, yeah, it's uh, he's a really, really good horse, isn't he? So is that – when you say that it's well known about his knee issues, is that something that he's tra- been troubled with throughout his career? He's only had the – this will be his ninth start on – Yeah, Saturday. so he he had a slight injury after his first ever trial. I think Troy Turner rode him that day and he won well. But, uh, yeah, he's just – he hasn't got the best of knees. Um, yeah, I've sort of spoken about that before, post um, – after he's won before. So um, it's just something that – dad monitors and keeps a good eye on and and make sure not like to have him fit enough but not overworking to the point where he's feeling him so would the would a bit of rain around be in his i i favor? it probably would be yeah no, it wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be a disadvantage if there wasn't i, I don't think so i yep. mean he's he's one on faster tracks as well so yep. yeah Probably like the Westerly just to die down for a minute and a half as well through in the Arvo. I hope possible. so. <laughs> but uh, it's it's really interesting. As I said, I, I've done the map for the, the winter bottom and <laughs> I actually have. Well, I have. It's important. Like, yeah. You can tell what the final field's going to be. There's not going to be Barracky Beats or Condor Heroes in no, the, um, in the winter not. bottom. There's, <laughs> like, it's it's quite incredible how good a map – I know it's a long way out and things can change, but, um, yeah, I think Indian Pacific's already a leader um, in the winter bottom. So even if you get taken on here and things don't go to plan or whatnot, 
but I, I think big picture it could be quite exciting for um for Indian Pacific followers. So mm-hmm. yeah, watch this space. You got Indian Pacific on top top turn. Oh, I, I I want to have Indian Pacific on top, and I, at this stage I probably this is a race I'm not going to probably tip at this stage because I just think it's so important to monitor how the track's playing. Um, I I had Indian Pacific holding up from Condor Heroes. That's the thing. I I, I so it's a. Uh, yeah, a lot of the race cards funny because Baraki Beats would be two hundred to one, Condor Heroes thirty forty to one, and they play such huge roles in a race. You know, horses that oh, they simply cannot win the race. You wouldn't think. Um, I guess Condor, um, if, if jumped and skipped, you never know. But um, they play such massive roles in a race of this nature. So, look, it's going to be really um, pattern based for me. There's just one thing I want to point out though, BJ. Looking ahead at the futures market for the um, yeah, for the winter bottom, which I've mentioned 14 times now. Um, stage man is about 12 bucks, and Celebrity Queen is 51. Right? Celebrity Queen um, in this race? No, in the winter bottom. Yeah, 51 in, yeah. Celebrity Queen. 12 stage man. They've got the same weight differential and the same jockeys on, I presume, that they'll have on for the winter bottom. Celebrity Queen's $51. Uh, sorry, Celebrity Queen's $5. Stage man is $6. So Celebrity Queen's a shorter mark. A lot of that would be because stage man's already qualified. But as I said, if Elite Street's going to get a run as an 82 rider, Celebrity Queen's an 83 rider. Celebrity Queen will get a run out of Elite Street. And I, I think there's going to be a spot in the 16 for Celebrity Queen. So she'll only have to finish top three in this to get a penalty and um, assure herself of that start. But um, look, if, 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 this market basically mirrors mine. I've got Indian Pacific on top, but it's not at a bet price for me, neither Celebrity Queen. But if you're looking for an interest in the race, you can do worse than having something on Celebrity Queen at 50 bucks for the um, winter bottom for the winter bottom stakes, I think, yeah, because there, there shouldn't be such a big differential there and then no differential here with Stage Man. So. I, like I'm a huge Indian Pacific fan, but I can't understand why Stage Man is – Sort of six dollars compared to when he's lining up against some of those. What am I missing here? I've, I've oh, marked, I've I've marked Indian. Indian Pacific and Stage Man equal favourites. No, I've got Indian Pacific clear favourite. Right. Yeah. Even with the even with the wind, if if you gave me an easterly in a nice warm day where it was really definitely going to suit those on the rail and rolling along, I don't have Indian Pacific even shorter. Probably. I'm, I'm nervous about the conditions. Nervous about Condor Heroes, but Stage Man just how genuine. Missing kicks, not getting past Indian Pacific the start before. I'm I'm aware the rise to eleven hundred is going to suit dramatically but i'm just worried about how genuine stage man is that's well, all he won the that's black art bar three starts ago he did he did i just yeah i don't know when a horse misses a kick when a horse doesn't there's just just aspects of the way he races back marker over a short journey um i marked him second fight i've actually marked him shorter than celebrity queen yeah, yeah. Uh, not much in it i've got him 530 versus 650 um yeah that's that's the main reason always love over the shorter journeys having a horse that just jumps runs and rolls as well yeah as, yeah i uh, get on it on top so I'd, yeah I, I marked him equal Favorites of oh, 440 stage man, 440 Indian Pacific. So at the moment, uh, stage man is uh, the va- the value from that point of view. Current market stage man about five fifty six dollars Indian Pacific, three ninety. What's the best available, Terry? Yeah, about yep. four bucks. About four bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I'm gonna f- I, I'm I'm gonna forgive. I don't necessarily. I think he began well in the Black Art Bart Stakes. I think he just got back a long um, a fair way in the Crawford because he drew eight in the thousand meter race, which was um, a very fast. Um, thousand at that, uh, and the other day I think he hit the did, the, did he hit the um, petition jumping out of the gate? So the day was that the problem? Yeah, it might have been. Anyway, he's got back to last. It was a big, big run, um, steaming home to run fourth, beaten uh, just over a length behind Valor Road. Uh, Clint Johnson Porter back on board. If he can just get him to begin evenly and have 
how many in this field? There's four. If he can land midfield or a pair worse than midfield and just be within striking distance and uninterrupted run, two stage when he's got some closing speed, man. I, I'm I'm thinking he can he can almost gun down Indian Pacific. Mm-hmm. He'll be he'll be out in front and looking the winner for a, a long long way. Uh, Indian Pacific, uh, obviously the horse to beat on top of the speed. If there's any horse that's going to be able to run him down, I reckon it's going to be stage man. That's the way I see the race. I like yeah. it, yeah. yeah. If it's again, it's all that pattern on the day for me. Sweeting those out in front, I'll be with Indian Pacific. Otherwise, I think it's Stage Man or I think Celebrity Queen's a bit untapped. I think they're the two that chase hard and go late. Current <laughs> prices, actually, at, at the current prices, the only one that's a bet for me is probably Stage Man. I said yeah. at five forty, at six bucks, but I'm what, not not going to get involved. What about show, the um, the eleven year old Rock Magic? Imagine if he could. Well, that would be a freak performance, wouldn't it? If he can still. Win a race at this stage of his career. It would be, yeah. Right. I, th- I think he... Uh, Jeez, I he was good. <laughs> he was good. He was good he in was the good. Wild. He was good. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a... It's it's very rare that you see, like, these really good horses, the 100-plus Raiders, and then you've got horses down the bottom, like a, a Battlestorm's only an 80 Raider, but he's sort of in the market. Celebrity Queen's an 83. We haven't even discussed, Mankind's we haven't even discussed Flirtini yet. Yeah. Flirtini's been targeted to race because Flirtini races best first and second up, so obviously targeted the winter bottom. This is a specific plan. She's another one if you're looking at futures market. She's 35 bucks. She's guaranteed a start. Um well, yeah, yeah, I think I think Fle- the when I did my futures market, Flirtini um, and uh, Celebrity Queen are the two that came up quite big overs. I'm not, ex- I'm, I'm expecting trekking to be super hard to beat. Don't get me wrong; it's a rarity that Pike's not riding for Bob. Um, so and uh, and Indian Pacific at nine ten bucks is actually slightly over my winter bottom price as well, actually. Um, but yeah, as far as this race goes, it's just a, a good one to watch. We'll sit back and cheer for Brad. Okay, so and just before we leave this race, if you're if you do have a if you are on Facebook, there uh, Durant Racing, uh, Adam Durant put out a video during the week about um, track work at, out at his property where um, I think Stage Man he showed Stage Man working alongside State Attorney. Watch them, you watch them gallop. He walked you through what happens with them, what he does with them after they gallop, and and then what happens, you know, post post that in recovery as well fascinating stuff it was really really good i don't know if any of you guys caught it but it was really really cool to to see uh yeah a top trainer adam drown in action and and uh, just how how things work out at his out at his property and looks like he's going to be um producing some more insightful videos on the on the platform so if you're on facebook go to durant racing it was very interesting stuff so yeah check it out guru very good mm. All right, BJ, we've come to the last. Jason, this is a, a difficult finish to the day in the Get Out Stakes. S-T-E-K-E-R. <laughs> 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 oh, no, that was going to take into episode 51, but we've uh, oh, I've absolutely you got ahead that. of yourself. Though. Hang on, let's, let, let me read this. S-T-E-A-K-S, BJ. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes. Extremely popular. Brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Cannonvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team will take very good care of you. Congratulations to last week's winner, Daniel Cripps. Mm. Cripper. <laughs> Jeez. Cripper, the one one, uh, the Wild West, and the one one's very own Daniel Cripps. Uh, he, his 1.32 length prediction for Elite Street 
courtesy of uh, Brad Parnham, where he was nearest the official 1.28 length margin, and he's uh, he got the he got the stakes last mm. Saturday, the Get Out stakes. Well done, Cripple. Wonder if I'll um, jag one. We're doing the Wild West in a couple of hours. I wonder if he's going to cook me up a nice little uh, nice little T-bone. Yeah, you don't, weren't too impressed with Cripper claiming. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I'd hear about it. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so dear. so well done. So in order for you to be in the running to win a gourmet beef package from Market City Meats, enter the Get Out Stakes on at the One One Pod on Twitter. Uh, who you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday and a decimal winning margin? Remember the Sam White rule: first in, best dressed. Terry, race nine. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got no, I got no idea. This is a uh, just throw Brad under the bus. Brad, who's going to win? Yeah, the Brad, tell us, tell us who's going to win the last. <laughs> yeah, uh, I must say, I haven't had a great look through. But <laughs> well, you're. Uh, just, I'll have a quick look. Let's just say Rebel Knight. Yeah, uh, Rebel Knight's the obvious, really. But I Brad mean, has been living the dream recently, hasn't he? Yeah, well, but living <laughs> the dreams out. It's out. It's yeah, living the dreams out. Yeah, living the dreams out. So I haven't really looked. No, that's yeah. When did it come out? He'll be on his way home by this stage of the day. So. Oh, look, BJ. Brad, Brad can enter the get out stakes and he doesn't have a ride. <sighs> look, this is um, this is ordinary. Look, Rebel Knight's one going the best. It's weighted nicely up to the mile, one week back up. It ticks a lot of boxes, but not beginning all that well. And I can see a lot of speed coming across. I can just see Chloe in a bit of a tough spot with Rebel Knight. Um, doesn't make me want to dive in at the 440. Expecting big improvement MTA, but at $5.50, that's, that's not a, a backable price. I've marked it around that. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> here we go. I think one also can run a, a pretty big race. It was probably, it was arguably the best run on Melbourne Cup Day. <laughs> it was arguably the best run on Melbourne Cup Day. It was Rosie Redress um, with Sasha Starley for the for the Brian Rogers camp. Um, got up on a on a cold rail, flashed through. It was probably stiff not to win it. In all fairness. Can run some big races fresh, Rosie. If the centre of the track's playing well, you never know. I think the 35s will be more like 80s come closer to jump. But um, This nah, could look, be wild, this race. Could oh, it? it could be, yeah. It, it gives me that feel. Naughty by nature will come down the centre. Barra Magic goes pretty well fresh. Uh, Elementary will scratch the gates last week. Forget that. That's all good. If the middle of the track's playing well, it's, it's not impossible. Three wide line cover. Aconite can come at it. Phone me is one I'm expecting mm. big improvement from. Chris Parnham's on phone me over a few others you would have had the choice of. I think that's pretty telling here. Um, yeah, Chris Parnham not on Rebel Night. I found that quite odd. So Has he opted for phone me? Maybe. Nah, the weight was 61 last week. There's no reason they, they don't go with the... Um, they opt for the claim. I, I can't see the reason why. I reckon so. he's probably chosen phone me. Maybe the Michael Lane. Potentially. Phone me could Michael be one Lane on the pitch. rise. So, look... Yeah, I've just named about nine horses. I, I don't. I got no idea. Phone, phone me is the one. I get the feeling. Um, the Lane Camp have a have an opinion on it. Might be the one on the, on the, on way, the way up. up. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not taking eight bucks. So um, there won't be my stakes this week. I thought. You, yeah, I was, I was suspecting you were going to come up with. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, Rosie. Rosie. Duh. What about what about, score, what about if, I think I just named every horse in the race. Scoreline gets. I remember a scoreline won that race uh, at a million yeah. to one last year. Yeah, so. no, if scoreline wins this, that'll do me. I think. So, yeah, yeah. I'll retire. Uh, I thought. I thought. I've been quite impressed with Rebel Knight. He was three wide, no cover in a fast race by an MTA. Dom to shoot. Uh, two starts back. Then um, Chris Parnham rode him last week in a fourteen hundred meter race, and he was sat right on top of a very hot speed and um everything else on speed dropped off however he still fought on gamely under 61 kilos and was beaten 
four lengths, one of the one of the better runs of the day. I thought that was super, super tough. Uh, Chloe has a party on board from a, from a low draw. Terry is right. There's going to be plenty happening early. Uh, horses rushing across from wide draws to potentially take up the running. If Chloe can keep her head, stay off, stay one off the fence, maybe land fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, something like that with Rebel Rebel Knight. Um, I'm expecting genuine genuine speed. Uh, this is if he's going to win one this prep, I reckon this is his race. Rebel Knight, low draw, weight drop up, has got those two hardened platform runs under his belt yeah i just think he's ready to win rebel knight but um i won't be losing on naughty by nature that's for sure terry i reckon she was very stiff uh last week in the race i where, walked in the race where noir almost fell and there were several horses who were impacted by that she was one of them and she still carved out uh, really good sectionals but where she, cjp high draw she's going to be back and wide it's going to be there's going to be so much is going to have to go right for naughty oh. by nature but if she, um i went fair late this race yeah. isn't it seriously yeah. wait yeah. for a pattern and just the, the, all the prices just aren't there for anything yeah but they're the, they're, they're my two i'm i think this is the race for rebel night and I, I won't be losing on on naughty by nature and mm-hmm. phone me was was my third third selection in my in the leg up uh, who knows mate and even the top weight aconite was pretty good wasn't she on <laughs> melbourne cup days i think we've successfully named <laughs> all 16 runners plus an emergency oh, and i the, have the, named an emergency the only two runners that we probably haven't mentioned are mark wright's two emergency yeah, well, <laughs> two of your two of your all-time favorites i'm aren't they? not I'm again taking, Cannon Region uh, star. <laughs> i'm just gonna take the field i think that's that's the easiest way here, fd so. Tell you what, if you if you earn the uh, if you win the meet this week, you've uh, you've done uh, you've done very well. I do suspect Rebel Knight will be very popular. It makes a lot of sense um, with a, from a speed map point of view. I just think it might get a little bit further back than than they'd probably want to. But yeah, good luck, good luck. I, I just hope I'm well in front coming to the last because I'm not getting out. Okay, it's time to finish our preview with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day and our Maddies. So. Rather than giving us your uh, best betting proposition of the day, Brad, what horse are you most confident of uh, among your six rides now? Yeah. Who's, um, uh, who's the top seed? Uh, I'll, I'll still stick with Indian Pacific. Yeah, I'd say he's my probably my best ride for the day. Um, I don't know if he's probably the best betting proposition. Oh, what's he, about $4 or yeah. something? But yeah, I don't know, but I think he's my best ride. And your roughest ride, I think we just worked out, was uh, Nerf. Friar's yeah. Terry's pretty keen on him, so yeah. it could be could be one. I'm surprised that wasn't his best betting. Could, best <laughs> ride of the day. Could be could be, uh, could a be best a and a Maddie. Brad Parnham. Yeah, I think hey? so. All up. All up. Take the 60 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Who's your Betfair best of the day, Terry? Uh, my Betfair best. Oh, uh, it's a ding-donger between home in five at the 440. It's mm. well above my price. And um, I know Friaresque, at, at $35 each way, Friaresque was such an easy best of the day by a mile. 16, obviously, which it currently is. It's being snipped away at. Um, the 16 bucks is, is less exciting. But um, look, I'm going to find it hard to split the two, BJ. Can I take two this week? Oh, why not? It's our yeah. podcast. Home in five and, uh, and Friaresque. Yeah. Each way. Okay, I was very keen home in five as well, but I've ended up with my Betfair best being too close to the sun. I think he's a he got a class edge on that lot. Uh, the market will be interesting if he can push out a bit towards high twos. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a three in front of his name, but he might. Can, mate, pending, if, if pending it's not suiting horses yeah. pushing into it, yeah, he could he could pop out a little bit further. But he is a horse that when he's raced in Western Australia has been. He's attracted support, isn't he? Support. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, me, I'm 
Me? I'm settling on too close to the sun as my bet fair best, hopefully with a bit of juice in the market uh, closer to start time. Uh, madness, insanity, madness? What, have, what have we got for well, the, the listeners? Well, I, I might be doing a first here and yep. giving you a, a best and a maddie in the same race. Oh. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but um, just, look, it's, it's a race, as I said, I really want to play some value in. And Noir de Rue at 41 bucks, just a mile above my price. Uh, I get the feeling. I get the feeling. Could be wrong. There's a little bit of a sting coming along. Or I get the feeling there might when be a bit of confidence. So. Um, Noir de Rue. Noir de Rue. Noir, yeah, there, there, Noir there are. De Rue. There is a, I'm interested to see why. Friar Fox is such a big price in that race as well. I thought she raced really well in the um, in the Goldfields Cup Series, Coolgardie, uh, Boulder, and Kalgoorlie Cup. said, there's three horses so far under the odds, they're all going to pop out the door and everything else will have to shorten or a lot of the other ones will shorten quite dramatically, I think you'll find. Okay, so I, with my um, Maddie, I end up settling on one knot. One knot's $21 in race three. Her best is really quite good. She's a class horse on her day. I saw Justine Erklund's one and Sean O'Donnell won the last yesterday. So uh, on uh, Vital Blast, was it the horse? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I just think from three, one knot's going to get a really nice run. Might slip under the guard. Uh, currently just ticked over into madness territory, $21 on one of the corporates. One knot is my Maddie for the day. Very good. I love how you just ping a man. You haven't even mentioned it and it just comes out. you got a very good record of doing that. No, eh? not really. Lately, oh, lately it's been a bit off. But, lately, um, but yeah. I mean, they're usually a lot of, yeah, they running a lot of holes. So, yeah, so I guess I'll hand over. To, oh, firstly, before I sign off. Anyway, thanks for joining us, Brad. Yes. And uh, it's been been really cool picking your brains and chatting WA Racing with you. And I'll uh, hand over to our man, Terry the Guru Layton, to, to finish off. Yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed having you on, Bradley. Um, really excited. It was the day after we got whacking Tanker up as well. I still, <laughs> I still, once we finish, I might agree on that a little bit further just to find out uh, exactly how you did it. But uh, no, you're riding incredibly at the moment. As I said to you off air before, uh, you could just about jump off, chuck the horse on your back and get him over the line the, uh, the way you're traveling at the moment. So we'll uh, we'll be down here on uh, on Saturday cheering you on. Well, I'll be cheering you on in race six at least, <laughs> as, yeah, as you're fully aware. But uh, good luck going forward if we don't speak to you again um, with the winter bottom in particular with Indian Pacific, the railway with Platoon and what else is to come and um, you're still chasing that elusive first group one, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, um, I, I haven't got one yet so I don't know. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, Fingers crossed. Platoon gets the right runs. You never know. Fingers crossed that uh, Indian Pacific or Platoon can get the job done for you. But we thoroughly appreciate you coming on. And uh, make sure everyone tunes in next week for the Railway, our big bumper edition, as I said, with Pete Anthonitz and Daniel Cripps. We'll be joined by – well, hopefully joined by BJ Ryan if, uh, if Child doesn't uh, – well, if, if Child times correctly. Yeah, my, my boy is due – Next Thursday. He's due next Thursday. He's due Thursday. on the 19th, yeah. Jeez, wouldn't that be, uh, yeah, the one one year anniversary. So we often, um, in the AFL, who was the coach? We, we spoke about this the other day. It was uh, Lee Matthews, I think, used to say, don't have sex in... January, whatever. <laughs> don't have under, yeah. Anyway, so, Jake, I've gone off. I've gone off topic a bit here. Yeah. I? So I could, I could be, I could be a late scratching. So, um, but um, I'm sure you guys will uh, man the fort and maybe get one of our other regular contributors to to yeah. jump on to make that uh, very first four man podcast on what will be our one year anniversary of the one one WA racing podcast. Very excited about that. Excited about the weekend to come. I'm going to be out here on Saturday. You probably will, won't be. Won't be added. No, I didn't. Just a little shake of the head. I didn't think so. I'll be out here Saturday cheering home, dig deep. Hopefully, we can get the the big fella up this weekend. But uh, looking forward to what's to come in the carnival. Thanks again to Brad. And until next week on the one one.